I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. You're going to go through life thinking that girls don't like you because you listen to Change My Mind. And I want you to know from the bottom of our hearts, that won't be true. It'll be because you're an asshole. I am Wesley Sykes, and through the other side of the ethers, the Cupid to my arrow, Mr. Nicholas J. Esquire, certified lover boy for hire. I'll tell you what, uh, I'd forgotten about that one, the one that you're alluding to. Ooh, uh, it cuts well, through, though. Oh, it was... It was... We'll definitely talk about that more a little bit later because, and I'm very excited about this idea because Wes and I, Wes will tell you in a second if you don't already know what we're talking about, but Wes and I were, you know, trying to get ready like we do every week, you know, same bat time, same bat place usually. Typically. But this week, not the case because it's, you know, Valentine's Day was on a Monday. So, you know, spending time with our lady friends and everything is much, you know, working around schedules and whatnot. So we're coming at you on Tuesday. And then Wes was like, well, we still got this on the Valentine's Day and figured the perfect way out to uh, pivot into still doing something relevant to that. Yes, exactly. And we all have a little extra pep in our step the day after Valentine's Day for those who are um, celebrating, I guess. Mm. Uh, but for the day after, we're going to be discussing the top breakups in movies. So that's yes. not necessarily like I had a tough time kind of coming up with like a right title for this because best breakup seems kind of oxymoronic. Like, I don't that's a good know, point. Like a, yes. Favorite breakups. Like, I don't know. Top breakups. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's It all seems very backwards. Yes. And for those, just so to be clear, it's not the top breakup movies. Like, so no. this isn't, um, so what is it? 500 Days of Summer. Um, uh, mid, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, sunless, what's the spotless? I have it written down actually. Oh, in my notes. oh yeah. The, the yeah, Jim yeah. Carrey one. Mm -hmm. um, Eternal Sunshine for the spotless, of the spotless mind. Um, while some of those things could, the breakup, some of those things could pop up in here. Not necessarily what we're looking at here. There's a lot of there's a range of movies. That right. Yeah. It could just this. be it could just be a funny comedy movie that has a breakup scene in it. You know, something something like that. There, mm -hmm. a um, you know, how to lose a guy in ten days or uh, that sort oh. of thing or, you know, 10, 10 things I hate about you. What other movies start with ten? Um. Uh. Ten. Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay, I think we need we need to do a top ten list of thing of movies that have ten in the title. I, th I yes. think that's a top 10 of its own. I like that. That's we great. We should do that instead of Peacemaker next week, 100%. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll stew on it a little bit. Uh, speaking of stew, now that we've had a little bit of time to digest, we're two days removed from Super Bowl LVI. Um, was this the most lackluster, low-energy Super Bowl in recent memory? I, I, I don't want to say of all time. That's mm. tends to get kind of clickbaity, you know, reactionary here, but – in recent memory, like very, very corporate Super Bowl, I thought. Yeah, well, I th so I think when it comes to the actual gameplay, I was very interested in all of it because everybody the game I was pretty good. Yeah. Everybody's interested in jo Joe Burrow, I think, in some capacity, and then the whole Matthew Stafford story. I mean, going from the Lions, um, and you know, I had friends that were you know lifelong Lions fans and they're rooting for him. Like it's that that, that whole thing is is real. Like with with yeah. Matt Stafford and Lions fans. Um, but yeah, in terms of the uh, stuff surrounding the game. I mean, the rock at the beginning of the game. Yeah, I don't know. And even the buzz, like the buzz around the the game and everything, it didn't really feel like they were fans. You know, like I mm. think that's got happened more and more over the years as the Super Bowl gets like pricier and pricier. 
mm. you know, kind of prices out your your average uh, season ticket holder or whatever. Uh, but this just felt like it was all businesses sending their employees on, you know, uh, um, luncheons and stuff like that, corporate meetings and stuff. Yeah, well, then it's like, and then celebrities like now, now it's time. This is the game that you're gonna go to. Like, right. maybe they've gone to other games. Sure, I'm not saying that some of them don't, but like this is, it's like this is the one we're all absolutely gonna turn up to. And it's in LA, so it does, you know, it does make sense. Um, but I'll tell you what, what's the big takeaway for me from this game was, uh, I, you know, in in work and everything, had backed Cooper Cup to have the most receiving yards. It was at plus money. Cooper Cup's mm-hmm. doing it all the time. No questions asked in my mind, right? He ended up with what 92 yards, so close to the century mark, which is you know per usual for him this year. But he came up short on that because of that stupid friggin' face mask play with T. Higgins that oh. didn't get called. If it's not for that, he <laughs> runs away with it. But it's a T. Higgins play. He came up like eight yards short of, of tying him or whatever it was. So what the f- it's just such such bullshit. Now, did you hear it? Do you hear it from people when they're like, "Hey, hey, Nick, what happened, man? I listened to you." Um, are you going to cover my house mortgage this week? <laughs> well, yeah, uh, a, no, uh, I'm not going to cover it. And B, uh, <laughs> I don't think I've heard it much from people when I've been wrong. Um, but that's because usually I'm right. So like, I'm going to oh, be wrong. At times. Oh, I so, like that. Well, you got to keep them, keep them balanced too. Yeah. Right? What, what's a, is, you, you keep an average of what you hit on. 66% something like that. Uh 66% is like uh That's like the average, if right? I, no, if I, no, if 66 if I'm getting at 66%, I shouldn't be working for DraftKings and I should just be doing that professionally. Period. Oh. Yes, that's how, that that'd be ridiculous. 60% is when you can start thinking about going professional. Um if you are doing it at like 52%, maybe it's like a little bit maybe a little above, a little below, you are beating the book. Okay. So, now yes. let me uh, let me say this. Have you ever considered joining a numerology group? Now, now you're familiar with numerology, correct? You, I know you love numerology, and we have talked about it on here a few times. Um, what exactly? What it, so it's it's looking at numbers. So again, if you were to look at, I believe we have a a famous date coming up to 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 February twenty second, twenty twenty two. Right, a whole lot mm. of twos in there. You mm. add all those up, that makes ten. Right, so. It, it, each number has a different value to it. We've come full circle. On yeah. This. So, so this is what, yeah, with 10, right? <laughs> <laughs> but this is, this is not the point here. So there's uh, groups uh, that you can sign to that will help you with your handicap, uh, sports handicap betting uh, based off of numerology, this idea here. But the, the grand point that I'm getting to is that what if I told you that certain prognosticators within the Boston area uh, pay to be a part of this group and then share their numbers um, to the to the public. That would uh, so. I'll tell you off air. Okay, I need to hear more about this. That's wild. I I, I need to know more about this. How that would you fun. feel about that though? Is that cheating? This is, does that seem uh, wrong? No, I think that no, no. I, I I okay. That if that if you as a prognosticator, so you Nick Fryer, you go on uh, DraftKings and give your your advice, your stats, you put your numbers together, mm. this, that, and whatever, right? Mm. Instead of doing all that prep work, you subscribe to a group that which you pay to, uh, and they give you the plays to make. Mm the top parlay plays and if, all that. And then you go on air okay. on DraftKings and then share it. If I did that, that would be wrong. A hundred percent. Okay. Uh, you're saying, you know, people that do that. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant like you, who's not giving out picks. No, might do that no, to no, them no, play. no, Yeah. Me, the average person, just do whatever the, you want. Oh yeah. You need to tell me this off air. That's bullshit. I yeah. think, I, I think I've sniffed it out. I had to put on my scoop B hat, but I think uh, I got oh, it. Oh, 
okay. That's always dangerous when you're doing that. Dangerous for everybody else. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no, I'm very, I'm very interested in here. That's kind of like low brow, right? Oh yeah, hundred like percent. You don't play like look like that's like taking PEDs. Unless you're unless you have an agreement with said people giving you the picks, that's just that's not okay for you to do that. Like mm-hmm. I've definitely given out a pick here or there that I've heard when we were doing I was doing a show with someone else, but then it's like this is the person who said it first, and I'm just agreeing with them. Right. I'm not gonna, like, you don't outright steal someone's picks. That's no, no. Again, this is uh, I think I, I would have to imagine. Again, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later, but yeah. We were talking about the Super Bowl, the low energy Super Bowl here. We're both in agreement of it. The big takeaway, though, I think from uh, our universe uh, is the multiverse. Uh, Mm -hmm. In fact, the multiverse of madness and Doctor Strange, who will be in it, uh, as well as many other Doctor Stranges, it looks like. But and and some other people as well. But Nick, your thoughts. So it looks like, correct me if I'm wrong, we're getting two. No, actually, multiple. It's multiple Doctor Stranges because I'm I'm, I'm, because sorry, I got a little bounced around there. I don't even want to put a limit on how many there could be. Because there was that because in the the teaser trailer we got the zombie one and then we got the one that we've already seen um, the one who's been like and there away. appears to be a defender strange too that has a little bit of a ponytail going on yeah so there's quite a few different ones that we're dealing with and then who knows when you the, the certain voice that we're going to get to in a second there could be another one right alongside him as well um, because Wes you've talked a lot about the Illuminati within the mm-hmm. um, with within uh, Marvel. And out of of Marvel, but yes, specifically. This is true. That is true. (laughs) So one of the voices that we heard was Patrick Stewart's voice, um, which we we believe might be uh, him with the Illuminati. Um, Definitely within like a certain. They're in like this. Like it seems like a courtroomish kind of council of Reed, maybe uh, uh, some sort of uh, grand, yeah, uh, uh, courtroom. Yeah. So I'm. uh, I. Didn't that was not in the teaser part? You, that was the part you had to go actually watch, right? In the tra- so yeah, so I didn't I didn't see the trail. I watched all this stuff after the fact. I wasn't yeah. really uh, looking for you know if Super Bowl's on, you go get yeah. some food during the commercials, all that stuff. So I, yeah. I watched this afterwards, and I believe there was a official trailer release, and then also a Super Bowl spot, which was like a thirty second kind of like yes. teaser. Um, but the, a couple of things that's shown in that, and I will, I'll get into the teaser one, or maybe this was the movie poster. I'm, I'm kind of everything's kind of blended together. Mm. But I think it was the movie poster. You see all the shattered glass everywhere, and one of them, uh, some internet sleuthers have have uh, saw a silhouette of what appears to be Deadpool making yep. his, uh, you know, lips to fingers to lips there. Yep. Uh, and the other one is when you talk about this Council of Rage thing, they kind of do some, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know, uh, graphic design work and stuff and kind of lighten up the photos. And it looks like one of the guys who's sitting on the chair has a four emblem right above his chest, which would you know, lead you to believe that's Reed Richards of some form. Yeah, and that's why when when it was Patrick Stewart's voice, like right away, it's like, okay, this is amazing that we're getting Patrick Stewart in the mix here. And now it means you're getting Professor Xavier. But the room that he was in and, and the way he like was like – what do you say? Should we tell him? It was we have to tell to, him the truth or something like that. Something yeah. to that end. I'm, I'm like, okay, th- this feels like it would be Illuminati right away. That was the instant vibe I got. So if you're if they're seeing that Fantastic Four thing feeds more into that, I definitely could buy that. The Deadpool stuff, I will be more stunned if, like of any than anything if we don't see him in this because we, we so we got that image, which was a great pick by those people who are sleuthing around um, and doing edits. But we also somebody found this on Ryan Reynolds' Instagram where he shared a picture of him in his Deadpool costume. And in the costume, he's like in a green screen room or whatever, and there's a bunch of different people. But in that room was like the – it was the set designer or the costume designer, something like that, 
of um for Doctor Strange, like the, ah, the woman. Ah, okay, so all right. Put that together, so it's like, yeah, I didn't, ex- I did not expect Deadpool. Um, but like n- now, it's like hundred percent. If he's not in there, I'm going to be blown away. And, and the amazing thing here is for like a two minute and thirty second trailer, there are twenty five minute and thirty plus minute video breakdowns of this because there's so many different things, so many different elements going on here. Of course, you have America Chavez, who's going to be playing a, a key role. I believe her her powers is that she can jump through, uh, you know, dimensions, which seems to be an important role. As as uh, you know, Doctor Strange may want to be have to jump through dimensions, different timelines, and, and so forth, as well as uh, Wanda, who appears to be the villain in all of this, uh, maybe one of the villains of all this. She's going to be wanting to go through multiple timelines because I think you know, in discussing with Casey Walsh, who you know, since his last appearance on here has been pretty much spot on about everything that's come out with the trailer. You know, he was saying that she's going to be on the lookout for her, her kids, right? That's where we left off with her looking mm-hmm. at the dark hold. And she hears that, that the voices of Billy and Tommy. So she's going to be wanting America Chavez's powers to shift through the multiverse. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Cause yeah, her powers are um, just pulling them up in front of us on Wikipedia. Uh, she has superhuman strength and durability and also has the power to kick open star shaped holes in reality, allowing see her, that. Yeah. And her teammates to travel through the multiverse and into other realities. So if you see star shaped uh, holes throughout the course of this movie, it's not the MCU trying to glam things up. That's how Marvel, that's how this character was created and developed in time. Um, by the writers, but uh, but yeah, I, I th- and, and did we see Monica Rambo in the course of this too? Maybe uh, Monica Rambo, m- maybe Maria Rambo, her mother. Maybe that's mm. Captain Marvel. Again, I think we're going to be dealing, and this is something Casey Walsh said as well to us. Uh, a, a lot of variants here. Whether that's the Tom mm. Cruise Superior Iron Man, that could also be speculation as well. Mm. Um, because that's going back now years and years and years when the movie was like first announced, right? And even going mm. back to like Endgame, I feel like that rumor was out there, uh, but. You know, multiple they're, – they're saying this is going to be pretty bloody, much like another uh, uh, Marvel show that we're going to be talking about in a second here. And we kind of see that with Wanda at the very end there. She's got blood all over her face. There. So I think what we could see is a lot of death of variants, whether that's yeah. a John Krasinski, Reed Richards, whether that is a awesome. variant version of Doctor Strange who appears to be dead and coming back to life in some form. Um, so I think you know there's going to be a lot of low stakes and uh, um, deaths in here where they're killing off variants from other timelines. So you get that kind of satisfaction of like, all right, here's the introduction of, of the Fantastic Four, but it's not really them. So you get like mm. a little bit of a taste and then they, it just goes away. Yeah. And I'm so w- with all this, because this was pushed back, right? We've seen it pushed back um, multiple, was a few time, mu- yeah. m- multiple times, but this was the latest one was a few months, but the, the bigger, the bigger pushbacks because of the pandemic and everything. Mm-hmm. I have wondered too, in the course of all this has, things getting pushed back allowed them to do more of what they want to do with the multiverse of madness, like bringing in all these different variants, because I don't like, we have all the, the rights and all the confusion kind of mm-hmm. there. Like, I don't know how the, the leak, the legal mumbo jumbo with all that stuff. I don't think it, you, most of us do in the DSG, but I know when they got the X-Men, it was going to take some time before they could kind of go and do another X-Men thing. And, and the same thing with Fantastic Four and Deadpool falls under all that too when they got them from Fox. So I'm curious like how long they had to wait on some of these things. And I wonder if that played into some of this push, like pushing things back. Not the latest one necessarily, but some of them um, because it seems like that, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, and it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon though. Like the fact that we could get all this these these variants and then just getting them picked off one by one. It, which kind of goes into more when we're talking about Casey, 
he has been on fire with a lot of his, his stuff. Yeah, with a lot of his stuff. You would think like you would think that he's getting some of this stuff from Kevin Feige on his, his own because it's just like he's Maybe he's got pictures. I don't know. He's got <laughs> he's got like he's gotten the right verbiage on some of the stuff like to, to to that end. I mean, he's that close on a lot of these things. So he's he's we'll have him on again soon. It's been a little while, but he's you know only had so much uh, because he's given us in the last two times we've had him on. He's and there's not a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and you mentioned the verbiage too. So I think that's, that's again, pretty spot on as, as we talk to uh, talk about Moon Knight and, and we get a quote com- uh, from Kevin Feige, who's confirmed exactly what, what Ke- uh, Casey Walsh has said previously on Chained by Mind, where a Moon Knight will be quote brutal. And I think those were like the exact words, right? Brutal, uh, not whole. And they're not going to be holding back on fight scenes. I think it's also come out that it's getting a, a TV 14 rating. Nice. Uh, on there for Disney Plus. Uh, so this is what we want, right? This is kind of what we expect. And we also get the, the a new uh, still of of Mr. Moon Knight, which I thought looked much yeah. better than k- kind of the CGI looky Moon Knight costume. Mr. costume. Yeah. The Mr. Knight costume is very like very sleek. It's very simple. It works. Um, I think that that is where they, I think that's where they should kind of go with the character. Yeah, um, I like that. Capes are look, look like there are definitely places to have capes in superhero stuff. But when you have an alternate look that kind of plays a little, like I, I think you're better off going that route. And I think yeah. people, Moon Knight readers, I think like that just as much as his original outfit. So I don't think anybody's going to complain about the Mr. Knight look. Um, I, I personally won't. But what I'm most excited about with this, West is like, so this, we get like the brutality of this that we were being promised. Now that does come with expectations. Like I expect this to right. be like, if it's TV 14, I'm not expecting this necessarily to turn into Deadpool, but I would expect it to be, it's good. It better be pretty damn violent. Like Netflix got, level. Yeah. Netflix level. I think I'll be, I will be happy with that. That's a great point. Um, but seeing, hearing that. And then after watching the multiverse of madness trailer, it's like, yes, this absolutely has like intense vibes and everything like, you know, with like great, you know, it's seemingly great stakes and all this, but it also has those horror esque vibes too um, to this. And that's what we were kind of supposed to be getting with, with the multiverse of madness. Right. So it's like the where where we talk about superhero fatigue, you know, you know, getting tired of the MCU or MCU's kind of running circles, anything like that. It's like, well, now they're evolving. Now they're getting a little more violent. Now they're getting a little bit scarier. So they may still have the stuff that like will play well for kids, but they're gonna raise their game a little bit and try some new stuff out. And I, and that's what you gotta do. There's so much to do with these these properties, and I, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I, I I can't wait for it. It's coming what, in March, right? So this will be the first uh, show of the year for or first property of the year to come yep. out, right? For for Marvel mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, I can't. Oh man, I'm dying. I'm well, dying about this. Oh. We got we got a little bit of time here, and again, no no Marvel properties coming out until March here, but that mm. means you have some time to binge watch or go back and get your last licks on Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, The Defenders, because they're all leaving Netflix in Mark and March. Uh, but Nick, my question to you is, what does it all mean? If we're reading the tea leaves, right? If we're kind of a conspiratorial mind here, which I am, mm. uh, this means it's going to be moving to Disney Plus with Charlie Cox and things like that, right? Like, well, I think I've seen maybe I don't know if this conversations are seen, but like um, Hulu seems to make a lot of sense too, right. yeah. because yeah, it yeah, is yeah. owned by the it's all the, Disney. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's Disney, but it is um, Disney. Disney's the parent company. Disney's the parent. Or I don't know if it's, so. Disney owns ABC then, right? Yes. Okay, yep. got it. Because I know they're in that family too. So okay, so yeah, Hulu would make a lot of sense. Um, but if things are starting to get more 
um, violent with Moon Knight, then I, why wouldn't you be able to bring over Jessica Jones and uh, in the Punisher? The Punisher is the one where it might be tough. Because yeah, because that's like that's like Deadpool. That's I mean that's more vicious than Deadpool. I mean I I remember one of the scenes I think I rewatched it recently, the prison scene with uh, with Frank Castle, and mm -hmm. it's just like you know when he gets when he first gets the the but skull. If if we see this this uh, uh, Moon Knight with the TV fourteen rating, we have yeah. the two Daredevils in place that are already on Hulu, right? That you can watch, and then if you get all these Netflix shows there, then you're starting to get a library of like Disney plus adult or whatever, you know, like mm. Disney plus dart or something. Like, I don't know yeah. what you would want to call it, but like an 18 plus MCU catalog or, or whether it just lives on Hulu or if there's like mm. a special parental access to get to that part of, you know, the, the more adult and, and uh, violent MCU, like Marvel type of stuff. I think that's kind of interesting because now you have, you know, again, all those hours, which I complain about in the Netflix uh, Marvel mm. stuff. And then the two Daredevil movies, Moon Knight, you know, you're getting some good stuff here. And then all the, you know, Werewolf by Night that's going to be coming and all that kind of horror-y type of stuff. Yeah, I, definitely. And I, I was blown away because I don't know if we had talked about this recently, but I definitely had looked it up because um, it, it, I saw other – I feel like other people were looking it up too because I think our, our buddy um, Task on Twitter was surprised. Like mm -hmm. we all thought that this was going to be able to stay on Marvel because like Marvel's the one – I mean, um, on Netflix, Netflix yeah, because yeah. Netflix is the one that produces these are Netflix shows. But I guess because it's in, you know, in company with Marvel, it, that wasn't necessarily the case. I would have liked it if they gave us like a two month warning because like I would like to go back and rewatch a Daredevil. lot of content. Yeah. Um, and, and then I would like to go back and rewatch the Punisher too. the other ones. I never watched Jessica Jones season three. I'm still holding out on Dork to do that episode. You know, maybe they do that. Get the this Cliff month. Notes version, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's that'd be great. Um, but um, but like I, I, I'm I'm a little worried that we're never gonna be able to see these again. But I don't. I think that's too much of a reach. Although it, it the stuff is available on Prime. You have to pay for it. Oh, okay. It, yeah, it, it, everything's available on Prime. Right. Yeah. That's like the on-demand site. If you're if you got the money. Yeah, so so it'll it'll probably always be there. Um, but I, I'm curious, like, the, if it goes to Disney Plus, I mean, that would be Hulu or Disney Plus is fine for me. I'd rather go to Disney Plus just because I use more of that. But uh, yeah, all yeah. the time, I, I'm with you. I, but I think this is a good sign for those people who like the Charlie Cox, who like the Netflix shows, that this is you know some form going to be roped into the MCU. And somebody uh, operating from the DSG account right now who doesn't know who, who doesn't know, use their own profile thinks that'll be on Disney. Um, yeah, I mean that that would make the most sense. I think you, your okay. whole like eighteen plus thing is is awesome. I would love that, and especially as they try and do with stuff with Deadpool moving forward. Um, but speaking of all this, as we do a, a pretty Marvel heavy uh, trending now mm -hmm. this week uh, for the comic book minute, we have the third issue of X Lives of Wolverine coming out. That is Benjamin Percy's. Um, ultimate Wolverine story. He's been writing the, the the main title, but he's doing a little event right now, and it's a lot. It's the 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 X lives part of it is pretty trippy. The X deaths seems to have like it, it's still tied in, but it's different dealing with different shit and kind of higher stakes to some extent. Okay. Um, but more importantly, with all this, um, Joe and I uh, have some stuff that we're working on, you know, interview wise, and usually we keep things under wraps, but. We are uh, scheduled to be talking to Benjamin Percy this Ooh. week, so uh, be talking some Ghost Rider stuff because he's got a Ghost his Ghost Rider title mm -hmm. starting uh, on the twenty third, and then he's got all this Wolverine stuff going on. So um, we it. have some. So if things you know, if there's any missteps or anything, we will have other we have other stuff planned. But that is the schedule right now. As for image, um, 
We have uh, King Spawn issue seven, which we've really been enjoying that. And then from Boom Power Rangers issue uh, was it issue sixteen. Issue 16 is the final issue of the Altarian War, which I've been loving this event. If you are a Power Rangers fan, I would make a point to go and read um, these trades when they come out, both Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers. I think it's going to be the it would technically be the third arc um, of this okay. run, so or maybe the fourth. But either way, um, really enjoyed those. But yeah, that's it for the comic book minute this week. TLDR, actually, we will be doing what's new because um, we always do that at least when we have interviews. But um, but okay. that is it from from that standpoint. Let's try and keep well, it short. Power Rangers, though, for for Power Ranger fans in the South Coast, I saw you were sharing something on the Twitter sphere recently about how they can meet a one Green Ranger or, yeah. or a White Ranger, right? Yeah, a little bit of a, a free plug for the uh, Toy Vault, but they, uh, our guy uh, Eddie's Toy Box, is has gotten um, what is uh, Jason David Frank to yes. swing by some several locations, uh, several Toy Vault locations. So it's two in no two in Massachusetts. Uh, one in Rhode Island, and then I didn't even know they had a Connecticut location. Um, but you guys, it's throughout March. It's in March, so it's what March like the March tenth to like the fourteenth. It's like the th- that Thursday, Friday, and like Sunday, Monday. Um, I tweeted out at Fry underscore guy, Fry guy. I forget my own freaking Twitter handle. Fry underscore guy one. Yeah, Fry underscore guy one. Um, <laughs> I tweeted that out so you guys can go check that out if you're interested in it, or I guess shoot us a DM and I'll send you those dates. Um, but I, I may swing by. Um, that's going to be like right after my vacation, so I'm not sure. Um, ah, okay. But uh, but it, but uh, yeah, it's, it does sound fun. It'd be cool if they got uh, the Pink Ranger to show up to Amy Joe. Uh, Oh, Amy Joe Johnson. Yeah, a couple of three name actors who uh, sparked some love. Maybe they're creating six names here. <laughs> oh, she's and she's only right up the road too, right? I mean, oh, just, just over in, the bridge. Yep, just over the bridge. Um, which is I know is uh, you know what? Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Today. Uh, <laughs> I teamed gonna, it up for you. He did. Um, but instead, I'd rather us pivot into what we have planned for today. Yes, because we wouldn't want to break up this relationship here. Because uh, this week we were talking about the top breakups in movie. Yes, a day after Valentine's, as we're recording this, uh, as the crow flies here. So this isn't necessarily about breakup movies per se, but breakups that happen in movies. That that, that seems enough of a qualifier, right? Yeah, I don't think yeah we're we're keeping it strictly to movies, right? I mean, my list I kept strictly to movies. Uh, yes, I did as well. Sorry, okay. I had an email coming through. I was just reading it quickly. You get those notifications coming through on the side, and you yeah, get a oh, little no, preview that'll... of the message. I'm like, oh, so yeah, yeah. I got about I I don't really have a real list. I think I might just kind of do more of like a free form mm. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm totally fine with that. I ended up making a list. Um, I'm, I ended up putting an order for, for me, Wes. Really, it comes down to I think my top. Four, maybe five, but absolutely four are like they're they're not immovable within them, like within that group. But like those are absolutely my top four mm-hmm. breakups um, in those movies. So those are the only like hard and fast ones. Um, but you can kick us off. Uh, so we're st- sticking to our ten, and we'll do uh, yeah. Sure, we'll do all of them. Yeah, we'll we'll do our, our ten. We'll do our ten, and then before we get to one, you know, we'll we'll list off some honorable mentions. How's that right, sound cool. here? Do we well, have I'm the just- same one? Uh, so I don't know. Again, I'm just, I'll, okay. I'll, I'm picking as I'm, I'm deciding as I go here. I got a okay. list of 10 in no particular order. We'll see how I feel about it, but we do have a couple of crossovers here. Gotcha. Okay. Um, the first one, this is emotionally hard. So some of this I, I chose kind of like, you know, one I could kind of see myself in or one that's kind of like a tough breakup or whatever, but this one is just kind of tough to watch. It's goodwill hunting. Uh, so will breaks mm. up with Skylar after she asked him to move to California. They're laying in her, her uh, dorm room. 
Uh, Will is worried that he'll be stuck in California once they break up because she wishes she has a quote take back. And the word take back is kind of funny because they're like, what's a take back? And this is kind of like a funny back and forth there for a minute. Uh, and then they both talk about what they're afraid of and, and uh, you know, being too vulnerable and everything like that. And it's a lot of raw emotions. Mm. He comes clean about not having 12 brothers, that his family was abusive, that this scars him from surgery, all that type of stuff. He's pretty self-loathing at this point. He like, threatens to hit her, you know, and all this stuff. She's She just wants to help. She's crying. She's hysterical. She says, tell me you don't love me and this will all end. Tell you know, I, I don't believe that will happen. And then he just like stops, like hits a beat and just like looks her dead in the eyes. So was, I don't love you. And then walks out. And I'm like, that's like, that's like some cold blooded shit there. Yeah. It, and like, it's, damn man. It's so, so the range on, uh, on Damon. Actually, you know, it's funny as I was, as I was looking up something, well, you want to see these, are, these are cigarette burns and not, not scars. <laughs> as, as I was looking through some breakup stuff, right. Cause we, you know, we've got to go through some lists and everything to kind of refresh our memory with, with some, some of the YouTube stuff that, that pops. Oh, right. yeah. Well, one thing that shows up is when Matt Damon starts singing, Scotty doesn't know, um, <laughs> Euro trip. It's like, talk about the range on this guy. Um, that's an honorable mention too. Cause that's an awful way to get broken up with. <laughs> oh, it's a graduation party too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's right. He gets dumped right after the, the graduation. And then that happens where he finds out, oh, she's been sleeping around on me the entire time. And um, everybody knows. Yeah. And Scotty. Yeah. That's a tough one. She was going to church, but she was, she, she was, but she was still on her knees, but she wasn't at church. <laughs> yeah. um, it's pretty it's unbelievable. And it's Matt Damon. This was the same guy. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah this, exactly. This was definitely one that's, that's on the radar a hundred percent. I mean, it's an outstanding. Matt Damon's just, you know, a great actor and everything. Um, and, and, and I thought this one, I, this one did not make my list. Um, but on the, on the end of like, you know, you kind of envisioning yourself possibly being in this sort of situation mm-hmm. and everything one that I ran into, and this does fall at my number 10, I mentioned 500 days of summer. That is Joseph Gordon Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. Um, of course, mm-hmm. if you want more Joseph Gordon Levin content, PCP did a whole, like a whole uh, two hours. They have, they, they just love the whole catalog. You know? Talk about being on, the, on the, your knees for somebody else. Um, but with um, <laughs> the, the thing that pops up in this one, now the, the, over the course of the movie, for those who haven't seen it, they're talking about the breakup, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, how he's dealing with it and how he still cares about her and all the, in the, how supposedly this relationship was, you know, going so much better that than like, than she was making it out to be by having them break up. You find out definitely more toxic than, than, than Gordon, Joseph Gordon-Levitt remembers it. But the thing in the breakup that he remembers when he walks out on her. Um, after she dumps him, she tries to stop him and says, you're still my best friend. And I was like, Oh, Oh, you know, I understand the, you know, we can, I still want to be friends or whatever. Like whether you like actually care about the person or you just want to say it to be civil and get out of it, two different things to say, you're still my best friend. Yeah, that's tough. That's no, that's, that's never ever. Okay. Like we'll always have that respect for each other if we were that close, but no. No, you can't say it. You dump me. Yeah, you got to You got to rip it off like a bandaid. That feels like you. You just want you know, rip the bandaid off, and then you just want to put it back on the wound real quick. And yeah. that's how you know wounds fester. <laughs> is that is that how that happens? I, I think so. Yeah, oh. I read that in a book. Oh, <laughs> okay. I I never heard that before. Okay, duly noted. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, starting out with a bang here. Uh, again, this is a movie uh, that, that's been near and dear to my heart. We've talked about it a, a lot on this program. It's Mrs. Doubtfire, of course, one of uh, the great definitive dads of all time, and Robin mm-hmm. Williams, Yuva Janaya, uh, Yuva Janaya Doubtfire, or Danny Hill- Hillard here. Um, 
But we have straight-faced Miranda, played by Sally Fields, who wants a divorce from goofball, laid-back husband Danny, of course, played by Robin Williams, after he throws a wild zoo party at their home for their, like, teenage son, right? There's animals Ooh. everywhere. There's music. They're playing jump around. There's cake getting all over the place. Uh, and she's just a working girl in San Francisco, you know? So I think the, the tropes of the parents feel very accurate. They feel pretty realistic. And and, and the uh, frustration that is seen between the two hmm. uh, is is real, I think. And I, I think there's a lot of things like the kids watching the parents fight and that, that breakup there. It's pretty realistic. But what gets me every time, this is, again, a little bit more drama. It's not necessarily a scene per se. But this is after Yuva Janai Delphire gets caught and he tries to uh, poison Pierce Brosnan with uh, uh, the cayenne pepper, right? And the shrimp there. And he kind of mm-hmm. uh, does the Heimlich maneuver, all that. They're in the courtroom scene. They all find out who, you know, Danny is, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire there. And Danny gets reduced to the supervised visitation rights, like he's a criminal, right? And he's like, mm-hmm. can't afford a lawyer. So he's defending himself. The wife's there, got some, some hot shot lawyer who's probably like a thousand bucks an hour because she's making a whole bunch of money at this marketing forum. He's just a freelance voiceover actor, you know? Oh geez, he's so he goes into this huge. Uh, he, he just goes into this huge monologue about. He's like, I love my kids. You can't do this to me. Like I'm just a person here, you know. I'm like that kills me every time, and it kills uh, Miranda who throws out the papers. You know, I haven't seen this movie in so long, and now rem- the reminder that he's a voiceover actor. It's like just uh, every time I think of voiceover acting, I think of one person. It's goo every time. Oh yeah, <laughs> every yo time. yo cup of Joe. But this, so this movie, I know for for you, Santa Claus is um, near and dear to your heart, and I know this one is as well. But was this one that, like, every time you went over your dad's, this is, was this one of the two? This movies? is one of them. Yeah, yeah, those those were one of the two. Yep. Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember if it was just Santa Claus or not, but yeah, this one. I know this one. I knew as I was going through it, like Mrs. Doubtfire pops up. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, Wes is definitely going to have this one. It's hundred percent. It was too, it's too important to him. It's just it's some important movies there. And again, this one, uh, I mean, on a $25 million budget, this made like close to 500 million, you know, for 93 or whatever, whatever the early nineties that it came out. It like did. that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's bananas. I was Christopher so Columbus, man. He, he, he knows uh, how to portray a family, a family. I'll tell you what though, I'd still probably put this under a cult classic um, comedy, but that's oh. just me. Um, Those are fighting words now. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're looking for trouble. It's not even 9 a.m., Nick. Speaking of cult classics, um, for me at number nine, I have Anakin, Skywalker, and Ooh. Padme. Uh, Skywalker, toxic relation. Yeah, toxic oh, relationship. Yeah. Terrible. Um, so I know <laughs> – this so of course this has turned into a meme, right? You know it, where Padme says, "Anakin, you're breaking my heart," and um, she, she, I still I use that one quite a bit actually, not the Anakin part, but um, I, with this one, I part of my list, I want some things that are outrageous. There are some you know some bizarre breakups that I have in here. Um, we both have some bizarre ones in here, but with this, she's like, "You're breaking my heart." At this point. She already knows he's been accused of killing younglings. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, like, you're not past the point of being heartbroken. Like, you're going to, that it seems like, I understand, like, the heart wants what the heart wants, and you've got to forgive people and all that stuff. But I feel like when he's gone and slaughtered, slaughtered a bunch of young Jedi children, I feel like that's a point where, like, you kind of got to just, like, cut bait. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, hey, I didn't know he was that crazy. I didn't know he was that <laughs> you know move on you know it just that's it but now it seems like she was it seems like she was still trying to hold on to it even till the bitter end unfortunately um but well, maybe she felt protective you know by someone who's who's that strong and that ruthless but is loving to her you know that can be kind of like a comforting thing in a way 
uh, I I guess that's uh, you know that's a point. I don't know if it's a fair point. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying. To, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. <laughs> yes, you're trying to. You're you're, you're representing Padme Amidala here, and that's that's very kind of you. Um, <laughs> I just think that it's a bad look for for her, and and then for him too. I mean, he he's he's an, he does not handle it at all. Like when he start choking her, uh, he force chokes her. Actually, yeah, yeah, well, so, you know, a lot of women are into that stuff. You know, so who are we to judge? Well. It's, that would fall under a pretty bad breakup, but it does make our top <laughs> breakup list because of the outrageousness of it all. Yes. Um, and also, when we talk about Star Wars prequels movies, absolutely the best one. And I wouldn't say, like, anybody who says this is not good. Um, I understand complaints about Clone Wars. I like Phantom Menace. I understand complaints there. This one, though, still quality. Okay, I, I like that. That's a good one here. And that one, again, feels pretty on brand. So this one, uh, again, this is kind of, you know, high up on the list here at my, what, number eight? Uh, mm. Because they don't really officially break up and this is from gone girl uh mm. where, where annie uh fakes her own death and elaborately frames a very dumb nick for everything I, it goes in right. as far as like racking up credit cards this is a month long month and years long scheme i mean no, there is nothing more vindictive than a scorned woman i think there's this is like proof positive of that right mm. uh and this is all because again scorned woman because nick is sleeping with Emily Ratajkowski, one of his like students or something like that, where, she, where he's like a college professor. But so that's, so that's like very, mm. again, the long con, like if that were to ever happen to you. And again, not to say that Nick doesn't deserve it. He did a lot of bad things in here. Doesn't get deserved to be framed for murder and have his mm. life ruined though. You, you know what I mean? And have like the whole world with eyes on him there. So I think yeah. that is, uh, you know, you don't want to screw over a very smart uh, woman who is, you know, willing to be patient to carry out a, a plan, a revenge plot there. Because even later, she, you know, poor Desi, who's just a simp for life, uh, gets his throat cut while getting mounted from Annie. I mean, you know, that might be a bad way to go, or it might be a good way. I don't, I don't really know. Like, I feel like anytime you, any, like we're talking a lot about a lot of throat stuff. Anything know, throat related yeah. on my end, I'm, I'm all set on. Thank you. But it's it's interesting though that we're talking about this during breakups. Like the throat is very uh, vulnerable. It's very personal, right? It's very yeah. like we uh, have Michael uh, Douglas, right? Right? Yeah, exactly that, right? <laughs> but <laughs> well, he's a confirmed villain. That's where uh, I get. That's where I get really concerned. That's the throat stuff that really worries me. But it's it's very it's it's passionate. It's it's vulnerable there, right? That's what a breakup is. So it's yeah. it's a crime of passion. Usually, that's what's going to have you go for the throat. So I think that's interesting. So this is um, this. I took me. Uh, I don't think I saw this in theaters, um, but definitely like uh, an awesome movie. Um, but I've you know since learned more about the book. I haven't read mm -hmm. the book, but I know someone who loves the book, and um, it's interesting. Like there's the the way they did that. Not to get too in the weeds on this, but it's there's there's a pretty staunch difference between the two. Not in I think of, I think it gets drugged right, like like uh, well, something like well, a actually, Mickey or something like that. It's more about how the story's told, and it's just like there oh. are some times where the way. Like the whole story is told from her point of view in the book at first, like in, a, in out of a notebook. So it's right. just, it, it's, you can't do that necessarily in the movie. So it's interesting. Like if you read the book, you may not appreciate the movie as much, but I really enjoy this movie. Um, but they kind of do that too with the voice. There's only so much that you can kind of simulate a, a like oh, inner sure. monologue, right? So they kind of, they have the voice over there and stuff too. Yeah. But I, I, I'm sure the book is much, uh, the book is much better. Well, <laughs> yes, but that's, that. I was just, it's just an interesting thing that you, I would yeah. never have thought of, but this movie, Movie, definitely they're definitely a good pick on your part um but uh roseman pike too she's i, I what's she, cold-blooded man cold-blooded time and then she's in oh i care a lot she's in that yeah. too and i really like and that again one. isn't she also kind of like a uh rich kind of stuck up like 
you know, a stuffy kind of girl in that movie. And I care a lot. Yeah. She's worse than that. Cold. She's, yeah. She's again, cold, but she plays that kind of like cold. Uh, yeah. She plays cold. Cut yeah, off really well. She's stealing money from like elderly people. Like she's like, they don't it. have family and, or they're, they're, she's moving like maneuvering around their family to get all their money. It's an amazing con. Um, speaking of long cons, but uh, you know, this, you, you mentioning Nick, I forgot in gone girl, the character's name was Nick. You, I know you've said how, like, with your name, right? Like, there's only, like, you don't see the name Wesley pop up a whole lot. Like, there's, no. I I know, I think I've encountered three Wesleys in my life. Um, that might be as much as I know, to be honest. So there you go. And one of them is a Wesley, not oh, a Wesley. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nick, like, I knew that name was common. Like, you know, growing up, I think I had knew one other Nick from my hometown. But, jeez, it pops up everywhere in media now, like, in, in movies, shows, whatever. It's get it's actually it gets a little annoying at times, but yeah, talk about top ten list. We maybe need to think about top ten Wesleys, top ten Knicks. Just I think saying. we all know who'd be number one on both those lists. Yes, you know, but we could maybe take those two off, you know, to have biases <laughs> aside, um, and make sure that nobody's feelings get hurt. Because I'm not certain that I would make your top list for Knicks, but um, oh, I thought you would do your top ten Knicks, and I would do my top ten Wesleys. Oh, okay, I see. oh, we can yeah. do that too. I was thinking totally separate episodes, but it, we probably have okay. the same list or, or close to it. There's only um, so many Wesses. Yes, this is true. Um, definitely a lot more variants with uh, when it comes to Knicks. Um, but you're moving over to my number eight. You have this one on your list as well. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Of yes. course, this movie is all about breakup stuff. And the first the first time I saw this movie actually was on a, a bus trip for um, when I was you know, playing baseball and everything still. So I didn't really appreciate it fully. You know, you don't, there's certain, you know, you don't want to get introduced to movies on a bus trip. It's just, it's Mm -hmm. hard to, it's hard to hear sometimes. Sometimes the video quality is not that great. And for me, like, I like Jason Siegel, but I can also like, if I don't buy into him right away, like I, I can like depending on the the route he's taking the character, I guess that he's playing, I can kind of check out on that um, mm-hmm. pretty quickly. And I like Kristen Bell a lot. I did not like this movie at first. Went back oh, and rewatched it. it in the past year. Um, the breakup scene, though, for me, it's like it's a it's a, definitely an all timer, but it's also super super uncomfortable, um, especially given what he's doing right beforehand. Well, I think it's I think it's actually kind of a genius ploy. And, and Jason Siegel, who I love, I was just recently rewatching. I love you, man. He he's just fantastic and mm. everything. I, I'm a supporter of the whole man's catalog here. But mm. when Peter he's getting broken up with Buck Naked, which is again, it, she's like put on pants. He's like, no, I will not get dressed because I, if I get dressed, then it's over. So he just stays naked, which I think is a bold move. I respect that a lot but uh mm. again like <laughs> you know he's he hits a little bit of a lull in life here right and 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 it's when not necessarily at the initial breakup but it might be when they're in hawaii and they have that real heart to heart about like what like why she was cheating on him all this time and like what what happened in their relationship and she's like you just gave up you know like you wore the same sweatpants every day you eat like out of cereal and stuff and i tried all this stuff sex class and she's like, i tried i tried you were just too stupid to notice you know, and like those type of things. And it's like, not that that hits home to me, but you were, I'm like, damn, I never want, want that to happen. Again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's the real thing that, yeah. And, and like where he is like physically and everything like that. Yeah, and you, yeah, and yeah. like Kristen Bell is like everything. Like it's just, you, you look at it like, yeah, you know what? If you don't take care of yourself, you can, any guy can kind of turn into that at some point down the line. So you might want to make sure that you, you know, don't skip out on the gym. Of course, neither are you or I do. Yeah. Um, as I sit here in but, sweatpants and a sweatshirt, you know, <laughs> I may or may not be wearing sweatpants as well, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, but, but you got the calves to pull it off. So well, you're good. Look at you. Um, but yeah, but it's, uh, it's definitely one of those, one of those things where you, you look at it, it's like, oh shit. Um, 
but he also you look at it, it's like how is Jason Siegel? With, yeah, and, uh, and then and, and, and then the whole um, yeah, I know. Well, that's that's a, I think we got to appreciate that more. You know, when a guy dates up like that, we got to like that, those are that's like king shit. There, you know, we shouldn't be talking like what's he doing? You know, you know what I mean? I think we need to celebrate more people like that. Uh, but I uh, I will also the the whole antics of like going on vacation and then being mm. next to. Uh, you know your your ex and their their new bow or whatever. Mm. Uh, that is tough. I I would not do like especially if you're on Hawaii. It's not like you can just like hop in a car and then go to like San Francisco or like a different part of California or whatever. Yeah. Like you're on the island together. Like, that's yeah. tough. That that yeah. Especially and then it's Russell Brand too, which like yeah. this guy who's like <laughs> you know in better shape than you. He's famous and he's got all these things going. He's a for rock him. star. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's you know when she's clearly like upgraded. You, you don't well, well, seemingly, um, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, for all the wrong reasons. But um, one of my favorite lines too that I use all the time from this is when she starts, when Kristen Bell starts mocking Russell Brand for his accent. Um, boo shit, boo shit, boo shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. One of my, one of my, like, just an easy one that I use all the time for sure. But that's number eight on my list. Where did you? Yeah. Uh, so that's also again that was also on my list there. So we'll use that as my number eight. We both talked about that pretty good here. But I'll move jump forward to. Uh, well, that would be in my number seven. We'll jump forward to my number six here. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, well, we'll just we'll just go. My next one. How's that? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, this one again, breakup movie, but also a relationship movie. But you know, finding yourself a little bit there. Crazy, stupid love. Uh, and three words here: David fucking Lindhagen. That's all I gotta say. You know, the the ultimate adulterator here, um, and just ruining everything. You know, but what I will say is, getting told by your significant other that like, you know the other one wants a divorce while you're trapped in a car is tough too. So aside from just getting cheated on and having your, like your marriage and your family and all that kind of stuff, uh, fall, fall apart. Being trapped in a car with someone that just t- brings you awful news. And then you still have to be in that like confined space with someone. Oh, I just want to jump out of my skin. Just like thinking about it here. Cause like, yeah, you know, I was just recently on an airplane. And, like the, I was saying to my wife, like the thing that I hate most about the airplane is when, when you're on the back of the plane, We've landed and we have to wait for everyone to get their shit and file out. And like, I just, no, I'm I'm here. I want to go. Let me go. Like that's kind of like I get like very antsy about it. Yeah, so in yeah. that in that moment, like if that were to happen, like get some bad news, I might full back Mike Allstott someone like through you know the hallway of the you know the corridor of the airplane or like oh, roll out of the car like uh, like Cal does and and crazy stupid love. You know, so I, I get that completely. Yeah, yeah that is um. That is one way to start a movie. That's for damn sure. That was, yeah. that was, that was a lot. It's, it's a great movie, all time, like date, like rom com type movie. Um, and again, it's like similar type of stuff, right? Right. She, like, he gets comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's you know, reason. and like he doesn't, like, he kind of loses that, that he gets like low T. You know, that's kind of what it, what it is, you know? Yeah. It and just he, goes comfortable and that's it. And then someone else swoops in, bam. Yeah, and then that's when Kevin Bacon, you know, swoops in, and then fucking Kevin Bacon, man. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, the 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 thing about this movie though too is we talk, you know, we talk about with like Gone Girl, like the different storytelling aspects and everything. With this movie, the way they like they hide everything too. It's yeah. just like uh, when when you first saw it, we, you know, it's been out for years, but like when you first saw it, did you expect the twists that we were gonna get? No, like, that's great because it's like when those again about all these types of movies, Valentine's Day, uh, just you know, just maybe or or whatever, definitely maybe like all these types of movies with these huge casts everyone kind of world evolves around then crescendos together like i love that type of stuff so i that's a uh, maybe a a overused story device but i enjoy it when it was out there 
Speaking of Emma Stone too, actually, I was it. I hadn't watched. I hadn't had a fun night. I guess of EZA, maybe just because I hadn't. Again, I think that was another thing I watched on a bus. But um, we watched that again recently. It's also a funny movie. Yeah, funny movie, enjoyable movie for sure. You get a pocket um, full of sunshine. Um, yeah, uh, that was a lot. Um, okay, so <laughs> we're gonna move over to my number seven now. Um, and this is definitely. I, I have a few like ridiculous breakups in here. This. Mm, this doesn't take the cake for ridiculousness, but this is up there for sure. Um, this is Will Arnett, and okay, so I thought it was Isla Fisher. Is it Isla Fisher? Because I, I think it's Isla. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Isla Fisher in Hot Rod. This is a very short breakup scene, um, but wow, well, you we have Will Arnett who's making fun of um, was Andy Samberg and all his buddies um, who are you know doing this Daredevil stuff and everything, and. I, Isla Fisher is friends with them, grew up with them and all that stuff. And there's kind of a thing going on with her and Andy Samberg. Will Arnett's just gone too far. He's totally into like a, like a bro mode where he's just like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and get some water. Do you want me to make a oh, water? Do you want me to make that deuce? So he's totally in like this, you know, a-hole mode. And then he starts mocking them when she's like, when they hear on the radio that Rod's going to go do this thing. So Isla leaves him. So he starts running away in the middle of the street and he just starts yelling, babe, no, babe, babe, no, babe, 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 no. And it's just, babe, wait. It's just like, what? Does it feel like? Will Arnett plays the, the best dickhead. Like he is just a great asshole. He really is. Uh, I think he's like, he does it for like 30 seconds or something like that. I, haven't put, I didn't put him on the clock, but it feels like a long ass 30 seconds. It's just like, what the fuck? But perfect for this movie. Perfect for Will Arnett. Um, yeah. And he's definitely, that's another, you know, I, I, we're making all these jokes about top 10 lists, but top 10 assholes, like asshole actors, like mm -hmm. he, as like in movies, not necessarily like personally, because we don't know he'd be on that list for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. He played Danny McBride plays a great asshole. You know, uh, Jason Bateman kind of plays that snarky smart, mm. Well, I was thinking uh, Joe McHale, Joe yes. McHale is, kind of, is, is like that yep. up there too. Um, he's another one, but, uh, but yeah, Will Arnett is definitely like top tier for sure. But, uh, but yeah, so babe, no is, is. I love it. That's, that's great here. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go from the opposite point of view here. Cause I, again, often like uh, what we were saying, you look for yourself and TV shows and things that are relatable to your own life. But mm. you know, sometimes you got to put the shoe on the other foot, Nick here. So that's why I bring up legally blonde. Mm. Uh, of course, a Warner Huntington, the third, a very waspy name here. Uh, blindsides Elle Woods and Reese Witherspoon by breaking up with her in a crowded restaurant. She anticipates a proposal. So the, the scene's three minutes long. It's like, you, you you know type into google uh legally blonde breakup it, there are thousands of like essays and stories and every blog post about like why this is such a great breakup scene and everything so huh. it, it kind of plays on all the different little things here so you have you have prior to that whole scene you have warner is built up as this prince charming type this rich guy he's smart he's harvard educated he's about to go off to grad school um and, and this dinner is like the big ball, right? Of Cinderella going and getting to meet Prince Charming here, right? So then you get the rug pull event with the breakup here. So you're completely blindsided with it. Uh, and, and he's pretty much saying like, you're just a frivolous hot girlfriend. But what I really need is a smart, serious girlfriend because my family is forcing this and I need to, you know, appearances and keep up with outside looks and everything. I need a Jackie, not a Marilyn is what he says. And again, yeah. I think a lot of girls can relate to it. And that's awful, right? That's that sucks. Yeah. Especially when you're thinking a proposal is going to happen or thinking one thing. And then like you get blindsided with some news that you're not expecting. 
uh, and and then to boot, like it just kind of throws some salt on the wound by insulting her, saying like you're just hot and like a trophy wife, pretty much. You know, I need someone who with a little more substance to it. Which of course she comes back and gets her uh, revenge anyway. Whole movie. Yeah. Yep, holds this the, the entire movie what it's uh, predicated on. But yeah, this I didn't know. That's amazing. There are like blog posts on this. Oh break, man, like you, should, you should Google down. search. Yeah, so I was like trying to find the scene and just kind of find some like dialogue from it and stuff like that. Like going through, and I was like, oh man, it's was, it was actually some really like well written articles too. It's crazy. So there, you know, think pieces. So like crazy stupid love was not on my list. Legally blonde was not on my list. But that's more because like I'm going through all these things and and they just kind of you know I have some stupid ones like the the Star Wars one. But it's like like there's just so many breakup scenes. Oh yeah, it's it's and again that's why I'm like it's a top is a favorite. Like these are ones that are kind of like memorable that come to mind that I didn't really have to do. Mm. Again, too much research and that they kind of stick out to my mind for whatever reason. I can't believe I forgot about this one though, because this one I watched definitely within the past year, Legally Blonde. Uh, yeah, on Netflix maybe. Um, I think so. Like, HBO Max or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it, it's weird going back and watching it because like obviously the girl that um, that uh, Warner ends up dating is the the girl from um, Selma Blair. Yeah, but she, who's what is she? She's in Hellboy, and I can't remember. She's the main uh, the the, yeah, the Hellboy, in Hellboy cruel intentions. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. And then Warner was in like I, I may or may not watch some of the Vampire Diaries over the years, and he's oh, he's right. in that show. And uh, and I was like, what, what the fuck? This guy just you, you forget years <laughs> later. Um. Anyways, um. But but yeah, this that's definitely a good call. This is definitely one that deserves to be on the list. Um. I need a Jackie, not a Marilyn. That's that's like again all time line. Like when you talk about like frankly, dear, I just don't give a damn, and like. All that time, like I need a jacket out of Maryland. That one cuts. Yeah, that one's that one's pretty cold. Um, but I would say something colder would be like you just went on a date with somebody, and then you see them around another time, and then they look at you, and it's like they don't even know who you are. And that is what happens in the Ooh. eternal sunshine of yes. the spotless mind. Yes. Uh, that's my number six on this list. This whole movie is, you know, this is again one of those like relationship movies I mentioned. I've mentioned it earlier, and. Um, it's a lot. It is like you need to be engaged in this movie if you are going to at all understand what happens by the end of it because the whole thing is trippy. But this like breakup type scene here is extremely trippy because what happens is Jim Carrey is getting he going to you know meet this girl he's gone on a date with, really enjoyed his time with her and everything, spent spent time with her, mm-hmm. and he's going to give her like a gift because he she hasn't been getting back to him. He goes to her job, which is you know. If, it's, if again, he's under the impression they've only hung out like the one time, that is a little bit presumptuous of him. He goes there and she's just like, Can I help you, sir? Like, not even like trying to act like anything. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't know, like, legitimately has no clue who he is. And it's like, Oh, fuck. Like, that's brutal. But then to find out later, like, she has gone through a procedure to rem- forget who right. you are. And it's just like, Wait a second. And as far as we know, in, at this point in the movie, it's just like, they, this is the first time they've hung out. So you like, you had a nice time. You, you thought you had a nice time. Apparently you didn't though, because she basically just blocked you from life. <laughs> I know. And that's, and that's a harsh reality to, to pick up on. And I think eternal sunshine probably does uh, the best job of kind of conveying this idea, but there's a few other movies that kind of do this, right? Like 50 first dates, again, more of a comedy aspect of uh, yeah. amnesia. And then he has to kind of like reintroduce himself all over again. And uh, Spider-Man, right? So Spider-Man, no way home. Oh, uh, at yep. the end there with, with mm-hmm. Zendaya and MJ, right? And he goes back to the coffee shop and like kind of wants to say something. And again, that's like a really, you know, heartfelt, emotional scene. Obviously not to the same degree, but mm-hmm. I think those movies all do kind of touch on that memory loss and kind of having to remind the person again. 
You know what's funny is I saw someone tweet this out. I can't remember who it was. I wish I could give him credit, but they said that uh, um, that um, what's the show that Zendaya is on right now? I'm trying to Euphoria. Yeah. Euphoria is what happens to Zendaya at Mary Jane after uh, Peter. Oh my like, God! Yeah. yeah, Peter breaks her heart. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, multiverse of madness stuff again. So. Yeah, speaking um, of breakups, right? That's a that's a breakup show within itself. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. I actually didn't really watch a lot of this last episode because I was working when Laura was mm -hmm. watching it, but it seemed like it was a lot. Uh, I liked the the previous episode better. This one was fine. Yeah, but, the previous uh, episode was outstanding. I mean, Zendaya, yeah. it's an all time performance um, in, in that one for sure. And it kind of picks up on that in the beginning of this one too, so it kind of mm -hmm. continues into that. But yeah, it, it's good. But um, so my next one here is uh, uh, the Wedding Singer again. So sticking in that comedy vein there a little bit. We just mentioned Adam uh, Adam Sandler, but Robbie Hart gets left at the altar on the day of his wedding by fiance Linda. Uh, his sister has to tell him in front of everybody that she uh, that, that she's not coming out and walking down the aisle. He's devastated. He's humiliated. He's heartbroken. Mm. Linda later tells Robbie that she fell out of love because you know, he never became the rock star that uh, that she was expecting that he was expecting he would be. But what I will say is that he then like it's it, that sucks right getting left at the altar and uh, all that stuff right that that's horrible it's embarrassing mm. but then to continue your job as a wedding singer and then be reminded of like that heartbreak over and over again while people are enjoying like their best day of their lives like that's yeah. torture that is like, the definition of torture kind of stupid. Kind of, yeah, but it's Adam Sandler, so it makes perfect sense. But yeah, yeah. that is like th there's not much worse ways. Uh, we were just watching the proposal for Valentine's Day, mm -hmm. and there's not much worse ways. Like, obviously, it's a little bit different how he got left at the altar as much as they ended up developing feelings for each other. But I, I think, like in real life, there's no way to get worse way to get dumped than just being left at the altar. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, it's uh, it's up there. Although I, my number one, what I have, it might be it's it's on par. Okay, um, in my opinion. Uh, okay, um, we'll we'll get to that. I now I do have Adam Sandler on my list, but I can't jump ahead on that yet. Um, I am going to go back to Andy Samberg, though. Uh, as much as he was not part of that <laughs> Will Arnett breakup, I'm going to do Andy Samberg dumping Mila Kunis in Friends with Benefits. Of course, we also get um, was it is it Emma Stone dumps Justin Timberlake as well. She's got the whole like I think it's John Mayer thing going on there. But with Andy Samberg, he dumps Mila Kunis, which. To me, again, like when you're just what are you being superficial, it's like, what? Um, but he, a couple of the lines that he says, uh, you seem like you got it totally together, but you're actually really emotionally damaged. Uh, also, you have like really big eyes and that freaks me out sometimes. <laughs> and th that line to me is actually, I feel like that would cut somebody deeper later It's personal. On. Yeah. It's personal. And it's you're like, thinking about it, you're self-conscious. We were together this whole time, even if it was for like a few months, like even if it was three months. We were together this whole time and like my physical appearance, like that part of my physical appearance bothered you. Like what's to say the next guy's not going to feel that way. And yeah. the next guy, and they're just not going to tell me until like the end, like how am I ever going to find happiness? I could totally see somebody going down like that kind of mental rabbit hole. Um, so that's like, that was brutal. Yeah, like, that's, it's messed up. Yeah. And Sandberg's delivery and all of it too is great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that one cracks my, that's my number five. I feel like, like, you know, Will Arnett, if I go back, like he could move up this list a little bit, but like Sandberg's like, I feel really good about my top five, my top four. We'll get into that in a second, but like, that's my rock solid grouping for sure. Okay. Here now uh, I have, so I'm going to hold off on, on one that I have here because that's our last one that we have in common, but uh, so we'll talk about that as well. But uh, I have her here, the Spike Jones movie, I believe it came out in 2013, her uh, where Theodore uh, played by Joaquin Phoenix 
uh, creates an AI or, or buys an operating system named Samantha, voiced by Scarlett Johansson, mm. uh, after a uh, he, he has an impending divorce with his childhood love. You know, Samantha oh. kind of becomes his muse, helping him with his writing, kind of putting all his letters together into a book, kind of helps get his career back on track. While she also gains like enthusiasm for life and learning and all this type of stuff, right? As an AI. You know, Samantha and Theodore have voice sex and then they move on to a sex service. So this is like a whole budding relationship that's going on here. Uh, then they break down into a fight. They go on vacation. They're, they're running through the whole gamut of a relationship here. Then she creates a hyper-intelligent operating system with a bunch of other AIs that can kind of go off-server. She admits to simultaneously talking to thousands of people while also being in love with hundreds of them, as well as Theodore. Uh, and later, the AIs all leave the physical world to join their own weird AI community, uh, breaking up with Theodore in the process. And it all ends amicably. He ends up learning more about himself. He ends up dating Amy Adams, who uh, gets a divorce from her husband and ends up having a relationship with an AI whose a AI also leaves her later on. So they have some common ground there to talk <laughs> about. Uh, but again, like to get broken up with, an, like, to fall in love and break up with a computer. Or get broken up to by a computer. Yeah, is got to be the lowest thing, especially yeah, after a divorce. That's true. So, so it would be getting left at the altar. It would be one or two. So it's one A, one B, maybe. But no. Or, so this isn't. This is my number one. I got. I got one this, after that because I could be up to. This is. This is low. This, this in, in the terms of reality, like this isn't happening. Getting dumped by a computer is brutal. Um, <laughs> I, but I couldn't. I've never seen this movie, and I kind of refuse to see this movie because I just hate that premise of like. Yeah, like it pulls I, I get, you in. I think it's it's one of those things like it happened to be on the TV, and I, uh, Jules is watching it, and then I, I just get sucked into it because it's like mm -hmm. this is so crazy. Like what is going on? It, how do you fall in love? Like to me, yeah, like yeah, when exactly. it first came out, it's just like uh, I like and, and now you know with all the it's not it's not general dynamics, is it? Like the the MIT Boston stuff. dynamics, yeah, Boston dynamics, yeah. That like anytime I see that stuff, it's just like oh, like it remind. This is one of those things that reminds me of that hundred percent. Like you know, yeah. We're setting up just to have the Terminator happen, and we're we're well on our way there, especially with this kind of shit. Um, but yeah, this that one makes a ton of sense as you know, as a top breakup. But like, I I will I refuse to see this movie. Like getting broken up by a text is like, people hate that, right? Like uh, yeah. getting broken up in DMs or whatever, like that. So that's like essentially getting broke up with over the internet. But to have the break the internet break up with you is that's that's tough. Like. Yeah. The internet sees everything, like sees everyone at their lowest points doing things that nobody would ever want to see. Mm. Uh, yet the a the internet was like, "Nah, I don't want to be with you." Yeah, and this <laughs> is know, one that can, that sucks. This is one that absolutely can happen in real life. Um, as as weird as that sounds, but um, mm -hmm. so we, you know, we're making that list of like worst ways to get broken up in real life. But when we talk about like outrageous kind of things that we see in movies that probably wouldn't happen in real life, that kind of brings us over to my number four. Um, I think if you like, I would think most people would think of when you think of movie breakups, you have to think of Amy Smart in Rat Race, um, where she's you know flying around her helicopter with Breck and Meyer. They're doing their thing. She's going in to check on her boyfriend, and uh, she's her his ex girlfriend's car or truck, whatever, in the driveway, and then she goes out back. Uh, oh, in, still in the helicopter and they're in the pool together messing around and she absolutely loses her shit um understandably so but then she takes it to the point where she says uh i'll ram this helicopter right down your throat 
again, throat <laughs> kind of the theme with us, today. right? Yeah, a little weird. Um, Sign not passion, but she oh, she goes and she starts going after him with the friggin' like propellers and everything, and it's just like, holy shit, this is bananas. Um, but you know, an amazing moment. I mean, like, it's like Amy Smart, too, like you. She seems like this put together, you know, character and everything, obviously attractive and whatnot. She's fine. A helicopter got a cool job, all this stuff. And then it's like full psycho, you know, in an instant. And it's like, wow, like who would have thought like it's such a hazard to date somebody who flies a helicopter? Who knew something terrible could happen to you like that? Um, so, yeah. Well, just ask Roy Halliday. Oh, geez. That was a plane. And oh. good Lord. Yeah. Well, there's there's someone else I could bring up, too. I won't do that either. But yeah, yeah awesome. let's not. And say we did. <laughs> Maybe don't you do either, but um, but yeah. So Amy Smart is my number. Her uh, breakup in Rat Race. I forget her boyfriend's like name. Irrelevant. Um, but uh, that's number four on my list. What about here? We have uh, uh, we mentioned two. Like okay, so let me just start again. Titanic. <laughs> start mm. from the top here. Okay, we have Rose. We have Jack. Right, that loving relationship. Paint me like one of your French girls. But when shit hits the fan. Rose leaves Billy Zane. No, I'm, I'm blanking on the Billy Zane character, but her boyfriend, right? The, mm. the evil bag ball guy there, right? Yep. Uh, who's rich and he's a jerk. But if you're looking at it from his perspective, right? You're bringing this girl on a boat. She's got all, you know, this is the, the greatest uh, vessel that's ever been on land. It's a luxury thing. You're living the five-star lifestyle, the white, the white coat, you know, the white glove lifestyle. Uh, and then she starts to slum it with this guy who just happened to win, you know, some some card game and gets on ti- the Titanic and sweeps Rose off her feet with his charming boyish good looks. I'd be pretty pissed. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you get the killer line uh, at the end here from Rose Kate Winslet, who's like, I'd rather be his whore than your hu- your wife. And it's like, oh, man. Yeah. That's- that that one is like sticks sticks yeah. to you. Yeah. Well, maybe he needs to go take a long, hard look in the mirror. But at the oh, same time, agreed. But to, I mean, just to hear something like that, you know, that's that's tough. Yeah, for sure. That that definitely is tough. Although I would say it's even tougher to uh, you're in a life or death situation, and then you're both like there's this big like block of wood or whatever the hell it was, and uh, instead of both of you sharing that said block of wood so you can both survive uh, this life and death situation one of you just completely left off of it and dies right pretty selfish too at the end of it because she she you know leaves billy zane to go be with you know jack yep and then just leaves jack to die so she can be with the wooden board so yeah i thought that was going to be your breakup scene like i thought that <laughs> that's was a pretty tough one too i didn't think of it from that angle but yeah i think but i think billy zane really in the end is the ultimate winner in this assuming that he made it out of it i can't remember I no he i think he was on the boat i think he, he pushed his way past the women and children to get on one of the uh yeah, sounds about right lifeboats yeah. yeah that makes sense for the character and everything okay yeah. yeah so billy zane in the end is the ultimate winner um and all that so, be like billy zane yeah <laughs> there you go uh just in general you know be like be being less like billy's is usually a good move on your part <laughs> any billy's that you may or may not know. unless your last name's zane Right. Um, but uh, we're going to move over to my number three. We're talk about some outrageous stuff. Uh, you brought up Adam Sandler earlier. Happy Gilmore. Uh, this is definitely one that pops to mind right away because, you know, you have the moment where his girlfriend, of course, leaves him because he just can't figure it out with the hockey tryouts and everything. Right. Of course, Happy Gilmore, the only person who's ever uh, tried to kill somebody or attack somebody with this with a skate hockey stick. Uh, yeah. Hockey yeah. skate. Yeah. 
Um, he breaks into song as she leaves over like the uh, the apartment speaker, starts singing "I want to kiss you all over and over and again." I'm not gonna do a rendition because I would. The night do... closes in. Yes, and then they break into the real song, and yeah. the woman, uh, the older woman outside. Susie. Yeah, she she, <laughs> she come, and then the next morning she's there like wearing one of his hockey jerseys. Yeah, it's like oh god. You don't want um, breakfast. But what's, what's what's also a part of it all too is like she uh, she, she like. As she's like shitting on him about being a hockey player, he goes and like shits on her for being a lousy kindergarten teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I seen those finger paintings you bring home, they suck. Um, so yeah, it's all time, like it's an all time Adam Sandler moment. Happy Gilmore, of course, legendary movie, but like that's definitely one of those movies where it's like moments you think of. Um, and and you kind of feel for it from you know Adam or her happy standpoint too, because you're getting broken up with. You just lost, you know, you're you lost out on your dream of being a professional hockey player. So you're already kind of down on your luck. The wife leaves you, or the girlfriend leaves you, and you just want to react. What you don't want her to break up with her, but but you're angry. So mm. what you say is, so you lash out irrationally by you know insulting her finger painting. It's like wait wait wait, that's not what I want to do. But I'm angry. That's like yeah. classic guy stuff. I feel yeah, like. yeah, hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, the opposite of what you really want because you're just overcome with like rage and emotion and don't know how to handle anything and then you yeah you do things that you just nor like you look back on it and it's like wait a minute why the hell would i ever do something like that like breaking out into song when you're not a good singer is a, is a good <laughs> example of that it's, it's desperation it's a stinky stinky cologne yeah 100 percent uh, but I have two more left before my honorable mention. How many you got left? I got I have two left here. One of which is the same. So I'll hold off onto that. But this is this. I'll, I'll get to my number one right now here. Okay. Okay. So we have, and this is what I was talking about before. This is the only thing that can can succumb leaving, uh, getting left at the altar here. In my opinion, this is from Along Came Polly. Again, a classic breakup comedy movie. Some might say a cult classic here. Uh, Ruben Pfeffer, uh, played by Ben Stiller, gets broken up with on the first day of his honeymoon. When Lisa, Deborah Messing, uh, is caught sleeping with the scuba instructor on his yacht played by Hank Azaria. Do you scuba? Mm. Do you scuba, Ruben? <laughs> Are you for scuba? Like that. It's like, okay, so you've gone down the aisle. You, you, you've said the nuptials. You've made the agreement. You put the rings on. You hopped on the plane. You're going, you know, day one, day two of your honeymoon. Bam. He comes back. He's like, first of all, his, his real move is like, I don't want to go scuba diving. You go scuba diving with this like jacked, ripped, naked guy <laughs> on his boat, and then I'm gonna come back and set up the bedroom with flowers and you know champagne and all this stuff. He gets he has on white linen clothes. He's looking hot when he comes back. He hops on the boat. They're doing it. They still have their flippers on. You you know what I mean? Like yeah. so he like opened the door for, it, in my opinion, by leaving her with the guy on the honeymoon. Well, you think you could trust people, you know, in certain situations. Yeah, but the guys, the guys ripped and walking around nude. You're like, no, no, you go with this guy. Yeah, I mean, if he's yeah, if he's if he's completely naked, then yeah, you probably it's probably a lot to ask someone, I guess, to, to trust them in that kind of situation. Yeah, man. So, I mean, yeah. again, he brings it on himself a little bit there. He kind of cucks himself a little bit, but I, I mean, mean it, it is marriage. You you want to have again? I, I see what you're saying with the level of trust there. You want to hope that. Especially a couple days after the fact, too. It's like you just got married. You're going to go into. But hey, marriage. listen. You think your your wife your your wife is just going to leave you with some naked chick, uh, you know, who's like on a boat and be like, she's like, no, I'm just going to go read a book for an hour. You go hang out with this hot naked lady. Yeah, you know, like, that would never happen. Probably wouldn't happen, but I would I would love it if someone trusted me to that end. Right, but yeah, that, but that probably but probably would never. But happen. But you would yeah. feel like, would you want to put yourself in that position? Like, no, like. 
Like I was saying I, I last night, I was, I, was, I was at the gym last night and there was like a semi-attractive girl who was just like dancing like just for no reason in the in like in the mirror on the squat racks. That, and yeah, like, I'm I'm behind her on the leg extension machine. So like I'm facing perpendicular to her, but the mirror is the same mirror, if that makes mm. sense. So like I can't look in into the mirror with myself without like catching that catching my attention it's just uncomfortable like i want to be able to look freely and i feel like that half of the room i couldn't look at and i feel like that's what would it be like Mm. if i was just around a naked woman like there would be no eye contact i'd be looking at the ground like this is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. for for me yeah well then then i guess so first of all i would like to have someone in my life that i can trust to that end of in that situation because I guess what I would do is I would try and articulate that that, that person's making you uncomfortable in that situation. I'm, I guess I'm getting too serious about it. But the yeah. the gym stuff that you're talking about, I wish you had gotten a video of that. I'm a little disappointed. Like, I understand not putting it out there for everybody. But for us, you know, I would like to see it. It was thing. like it, it wasn't like sexy dancing or anything like I know, that. I don't it care. Was just, it, it sounds like, weird, like it was just a weird thing. Even if it was like, like it's still outrageous to do something like that at a gym. So I would have loved to seen that. Hey, I appreciate, you know, she was, uh, no shame. You know, she danced like nobody is watching, right? That's kind of the, yeah. uh, the motto. Speaking of outrageous, uh, shit. So this is one where I don't think this could actually happen in real life. It just doesn't, I mean, I understand people like sleeping with their, their best friend's wife or and vice versa. That stuff happens for sure. But I can't imagine you being like, like uh, in the hospital or whatever, and your career's kind of like in a weird spot, and then you come home and you find your family playing board games with your best friend like nothing's happened. And then you look on the mantle and you see your best friend's – supposed best friend's face superimposed over yours yeah. on the family yeah, portrait. Yeah, it's tough. Of course, I am talking about Talladega Nights, one of my all-time favorite movies, when yes. Ricky Bobby and Carly uh, somehow end up breaking up, break up, and she leaves Will Ferrell for Cal Naughton Jr. Some would argue the same person, um, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, obviously, and obviously Carly's, uh, she was in, also a member of the MCU, but um, oh right, she uh, she she wants to divorce like out of nowhere, and like the, 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 they just start making up bullshit, saying like they're. Their marriage was in shambles. Like it was like it was no way it was going to keep going on and on. Um, it's just absolutely and, and, and the line, yeah, it's just the line that goes on there. You know, just be honest, if you don't want to be with me, just just tell me, man. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, and <laughs> what, what does Cal say to? Uh, hey, Ricky, so nice of you to stop by for a visit. <laughs> this is my home. Like it's, <laughs> the whole movie, like the, up until this point in the movie, he's been this outrageous. Ricky Bobby's been outrageous, and then out of nowhere, he just turns into like the reasonable one, like. Like this, none of this makes any sense. Like this yeah. is total. Like, I want you to be my best man. <laughs> yes, that's right. I want you to be my best man. <laughs> what? No, I'm not going to be the best man for my yeah. ex-wife. It's so stupid. Um, so I know you have one more on your list, and it is my number one. And we're going to get mm-hmm. to that in a second. I do have one honorable mention that I did want to bring up. For those of you who are watching the stream, you can see my background is um, Eowyn and Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. That is not my top choice. That did not crack my top ten. Um, and honestly, they wouldn't crack my top fifteen really. But it is an honorable mention because in this movie you have Aragorn who's with uh, Arwen the entire time Liv Tyler's character and then Eowyn they meet and whatever and they like she falls for him or whatever I understand it's like medieval you know era kind of things and people fall in love quickly and then get married fast and all that shit but out of nowhere she's just presuming like that he had he's, he's like kind of nice to her. he's not even like 
I, I understand mixed signals. He's not even doing that. He's just being like like a nice human being, and she falls for him out of nowhere. The, the fact that this is at all kind of a breakup thing where he has to say to her, like, I can't give you what you seek. The fact that he has to say it to her, and she's like so invested. I'm like, how the fuck does this happen? I'm not talking from like a movie writing standpoint. It's just like this character is delusional. So See, I th I think it's like the the noble man who's on the high horse has uh you know can't can't he's almost like a man of the cloth like his he has such a great per greater purpose than love or marriage or some of the uh, platitudes of of the human experience that he is called to something greater and a, mm. a greater mission. He's a noble man. So the, the lady Aragorn sees that uh, and, and she's attracted to that nobility and that's what mm. she wants. And it's the idea of the unattainable that makes her lust even more after it. Right. Is maybe, well, maybe no one knows it. more about being on their high horse than you. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. And a noble steed. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I just needed to say a little thing about Aragorn and Eowyn before we got to my number one. And so the, the along came Polly is your number one. Yeah, it's my number one there. And again, a, a little quick honorable mention here. I mean, this is all throughout the movie. There's not really one particular moment that stands. Although I'll, I'll mention one, but the breakup with uh, Vince Vaughn and and Jennifer okay. Aniston, very realistic. We're talking about uh, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and kind of having kind of nailing some of the um, awkward tension filled moments that come between you know a couple during a fight or a family uh, in the mm -hmm. case of the Mrs. Doubtfire, but. Uh, the dishes scene between uh, Vince Vaughn and, and Jennifer Aniston as they're preparing a dinner party that she prepared all for, he did nothing for, played video games for, mm. you know, kind of uh, sat on his ass and poo-pooed his way throughout the whole dinner party and then, like, doesn't help clean up afterwards. Yeah. And it's kind of that line that she, uh, Jennifer Aniston, she's like, I don't want you to do the dishes because I ask you. Essentially, it's like, I want you to do them because you want to do them as a nice gesture for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that's kind of like the thing about, and I think in any relationship you've reached that point after, you know, a period of time where like, again, you, you know, it's not because someone wants is telling you to do something, but you just want to know that that, you know, yeah. again, what, what's your, what's your love language kind of thing, signs of appreciation, acts of appreciation. Yep. That's probably one of those things there. That's so I, I think that's a good kind of summation of a, a real life relationship. Yeah. And it's, that's why it's important to have those kinds of conversations. So if you take nothing else from this episode, don't take all the laughs, take the important message that Wes just gave you guys all. Well, you gotta, you gotta go through the shit sometimes, you know, like the only oh, way sure. to go through something is to jump right through. So if it means like you have to face, and sometimes it's a due detriment, but you, you know, you bring things up head on, you deal with them and then you move past them. Speaking of going through shit, I had, uh, we all saw the social network, right? That was, I, I don't know how well it did monetarily, but I assume that movie did pretty well. Um, I think that yeah. came out when I was in college. You were just out of college. That sound about right, timeline wise. Yeah, yeah it feels right. Yeah, 2010 ish. Um, big yeah. movie for Mark Zuckerberg and everything. And I, you know, there's a lot of stuff you remember, like you, you'll remember from it. You know, I forget that Andrew Garfield was in that movie sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, you have the Von Winklevoss twins or whatever. Mm -hmm. Army one, Hammer. Yep. One character I forgot about until I was doing research for this movie was Erica. She was Mark Zuckerberg's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. uh, was they had a breakup scene, and it is at this bar. I think it's in Boston somewhere, right? I'm not yep. sure if it's a BU bar or whatever, but they. She ends up dumping his ass hard, and West kind of alluded to it off the top because um, it is a cold. It's a cold breakup, and and yeah. deservedly so. Yeah, and I, this is a couple, so there's a couple of bullet points that I have for this one. So he starts off by critiquing her for going uh, to BU instead of Harvard. He doesn't come out and just say it 
outright. He gets to it. Um, but he criticizes her for her not being supportive of him, which doesn't sound like that's the case at all when you hear in her talk. Um, he then proceeds to say to her, quote, Erica, the reason we're able to drink here is you used to sleep with the door guy. Turns out not the case. That is her friend. Um, and he's like judging her for like hanging out with this, you know, a bar, uh, a, a door guy. That's, that's her friend. Also tells her you don't need to study because you go to BU again, getting into the critique stuff. Yeah. Um, she then and, and it's all very subtle too, right? He's, he's yeah. not even saying this as a way to be like rude. He's just kind of saying it matter of factly, not realizing that it's rude, right? Yeah. Dating which is you, which is the most rude part, you could argue. Yeah. Dating you is like dating a Stairmaster is what one of her lines and that's at first it was like okay like you're you're building up to something like it's that's pretty good it's it's creative but like you're not quite there but then when she you you again you you paraphrase this earlier when talking about our show in the intro you're gonna go through life thinking that girls don't like you because you're a nerd and i want you to know from the bottom of my heart that that won't be true it'll be because you're an asshole mm-hmm. uh i don't like you talk about like having to take a long, hard look in the mirror afterwards. Like I, I don't think Zuckerberg did that after this, but that's rough. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to remember, is this at the initial breakup or is this after he does, you know, it gets drunk and goes on hot or not. And then makes, you know, makes up all writes all these blogs and everything. And like, remember when he, he tries to go back and talks to Erica after he creates Facebook she I think it's like, an issue. I was nice to you. And, and, you know, they kind of, there was that friend, she was with that whole friend group. And like, the guys were like, Hey, do you need any help or something? Yeah. I think this is an initial, this was like early on in the movie. Okay. Um, okay. I, think, yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually kind of want to go back and rewatch it. Um, but it, this was, I think earlier on in the movie, um, because she's talking about like getting into certain clubs and stuff like that. Never oh, mind. Right. Like, right, right. Stuff. Yeah. So, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that. Cause, cause again, the, the, a, after the breakup, his reaction to go through and write a blog post and create essentially hot or not.com, mm-hmm. you know, is, uh, <laughs> is pretty vengeful, you know, based off of looks there. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Such, such a, such an odd duck, which actually I'll get to him as we move, we move, we're getting, we're good on the breakups. We're ready to move into the, I, I think break. we're all sad. I think that's the top one there. And again, uh, Erica Ro- Rooney Mara, it might be her, her, the actress's name there. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm mistaken, but I'm not sure. uh, maybe I'm thinking of someone else. But a- anyway, uh, the, the a- job that Erica does there, uh, uh, delivering that like smart calculated mm. knife stab and like mm. twisting it with that, like just to kind of, again, get everything out, put him in his place. And realize that hey, like I, I was nice to you, regardless of what you're seeing, like in your perception of things. Like mm-hmm. this is not what's happening. It, you, you think that anytime you're in the situation where you have to unfortunately end things with a significant other, like you look back on the times in life where you had to do that, um, you hope that if you're if you're the one pulling the trigger, you're gonna look back on it. it's like, yeah, you know, I did I did what I wanted to do there. It doesn't necessarily mean you wanted to be an a-hole there, but like you did what you wanted to do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I've always necessarily done that. But um, whether I've been on the receiving end or on the other side of it, but um, but yeah, it, you you hope that you do that at least, like what Erica did there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So good, good for Erica, and uh, you know, bad on all those breakups there. But you tell us, did we miss any? Uh, yes. what, what was your favorite? Yeah, what was the worst one there? Do you agree with us? So hit us up at Change My Mind Pod on Twitter and get the interaction started. Yeah, and if you like the show and you're new and you're new to it, make sure you go subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, for Geeks Worldwide Radio, wherever you guys listen to your podcasts, um, yes. and leave a rating review if that is an option there. That would be great. Um, we turn we you know bring up Mark Zuckerberg, and I want to turn as we turn into the discharge depot real quickly. 
All aboard! Honk, honk. I was, I was like, is she going to go into the, now, see, the, the timing of this is weird, though, because like all this like honking stuff is uh, become like almost is taken on a different name, almost like a let's go Brandon sort of thing with the Canadian trucker stuff. So like as I, I wonder if that's like that. I hope people don't get the wrong idea. Oh, I don't even know the what that is. is so... making fun of me. Oh, geez. Well, yeah, we've been doing this for forever. So like if they think that's the case, then just go back and listen. <laughs> you know what? If you think if you don't trust us and you think that West just started doing it now. He did it, you know, the Hong Kong, he pivoted to that recently, but he's been doing that for a while. Go back and listen to all our episodes and tell your right. friends to listen to all our episodes too. Oh, yeah, yeah, do that, that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you don't believe, I, I don't believe if you don't believe West. Listen to all the episodes prior to this one. You probably shouldn't believe me. Um, but uh, we bring up Mark Zuckerberg and actually um, I finally watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Did you ever oh, watch that yeah. when it came out? Yeah, yeah, when it came, yeah. I mean, I'm all into that type of uh, yeah. documentary type stuff like that. You know, it's it, good. We've Lauren's wanted Scary. to show me it for a while. It's it, very well done. She's wanted to show me it for a while because she, you you know how I am about technology stuff. And as much as you know, we use social media for the show. The show doesn't exist in a lot of ways without social media, podcasting in general. Um, I will like I do get annoyed with a lot of stuff, a lot of tech stuff, especially AI. We bring up her and everything. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, every single one of these people who's like creating these social networks, like. You oh you want to fix shit now like well why didn't you think about that beforehand instead of just like all this tech bullshit like think yeah. about the people the people that are actually going to be consuming this so that was um definitely a bit of a hate watch for me but high quality in terms of the production and everything like that um also the book of Boba Fett I know we're going to talk about you know this week in DSG in a second but we're not doing an episode on the book of Boba Fett I did want to give my quick thoughts on it um 83 out of 100 the last four episodes really saved this i know everybody says the last three were the, the real strong point of the show and i agree with that um but i think everything hut related um hut family related was really good they should have gone there much sooner so i, I don't know if you could have done that with just you know four episodes four through seven alone but that was when all the awesome stuff happened so maybe if you had you know kind of cleaned up episodes one through three and then just had it be a five episode season. I think this would have been like a home run show. Um, still, I liked it in the end. The last three episodes were home runs, um, but definitely like it could have been better. You know, take out all the sand people stuff, and it's like, oh, okay, now we're in business. I like that. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm out on the Boba Fett. Uh, not yeah. not for me. I've been well documented on that. But on the, on the social dilemma stuff though, because I kind of tying that in with the Super Bowl here. Mm. You see that the the metaverse commercial with like the dog. Who gets separate? The animatronic dog who gets separated from like the animatronic bear, and they get like over time, like a restaurant closes down, they get separated. One gets thrown into the trash and save it, and it's supposed to be like lost. Like this, this animatronic dog like feels lost without his partner that he was playing in some band during like this themed restaurant days. Hmm. They end up put years, years past. They repurpose them in some way. They put the, an Oculus on this this dog you know uh, and they go into the metaverse where everyone loves him you can see all his old friends and they are all all limber and moving like they all and it's all is and it's supposed to be like you know reconnect with your loved ones or don't lose touch or stuff like that and it's supposed to be the metaverse and it freaks me out nick because it's geared towards people like us who grew up again like picture ourselves old and and a nursing home and we're like i just want to go back to my days where i'm 30 pop on the oculus and you just live in the meta metaverse and you can like dipsy do and drive and break a leg and do all this kind of stuff and see all your friends and go to the nightclubs and everything mm. it freaks me out and like be and you can become cool in the metaverse and create this whole world for yourself where you're just like 
in the real world stuck behind a screen here. And it was a realization that, like that's what Twitter is. Like that's what Facebook is. Like people who are blue check marked on Instagram or like blue check marked on like Twitter who have these huge social media followings. Yeah. And then you see them in real life and they're like slaves to their phone because they're taking photos of their food and never have real conversations and stuff like that's the exact same thing you're not living in the real world you're living in web 2.0 that's mm -hmm. what the metaverse is instead of instead of living in the, the real world you'll be living in web 3.0 yeah i i don't like it, the sound of any me. of that i don't i don't like the sound of any of that and i you know i know i understand like people don't want to get old like you feel like you know, physically you in your physical prime there are certain things you want to be able to do at that point um i don't i, I look obviously you don't want to not be able to like you know carry your groceries and things like that i understand losing those kinds of things but in general it's like i don't mind getting old like this it's like it's i feel bad for the people who like really think that they would need something like this facebook is good for like keeping in touch with people but like even then like it, it's kind of devolved in such a way yeah but like the idea of what you're talking about with this metaverse thing it is that's uh freaks me out man no i want no part of it no no thank you I'm, I'm all set with that. Um, anything else for you from the district? No, no, that's it. Just, just be wary of the metaverse. <laughs> okay. I will be sure to do that. Thank you. All right. So now it is time for shared universe. Look at that. The, see, this is like, I don't know what's going on with the video. For the first time in a while, it completed. Um, for, for this week in the DSG West, of course, hashtag dork and Mac and Goo, uh, the book of Boba Fett. Excited mm -hmm, to listen mm -hmm. to both of those episodes. What did uh, PCP do? Uh, so this past week, they did their top female singer tier list. Uh, so what, what they're coming up with this week, I'm not exactly sure. Maybe something Super Bowl related. Maybe something WrestleMania related. Who knows? Mm -hmm. That would make a lot of sense. As for TLDR, uh, we are scheduled to have Benjamin Percy on this week to talk Ghost Rider and Wolverine. If anything comes up, we do have something else planned for you guys. So um, we, we got an interview coming your way no matter what. Um, if all things go according to plan, you're going to have a few coming up. Um, I've heard it both ways. They took a break because a certain somebody was at the Super Bowl for work. Uh, so it is season four, episode two this week, assuming they're going uh, according to schedule. And then the streamers, of course, you can follow Doc on Twitch at Backcracker. You have Shime. Congrats to Shime on his new job promotion. Yes, congrats to Shime Time. Drive Time, Shime Time. Drive Time, Shime Time. But you can still find him on Twitch at Shime Time. And then, of course, Davey and Keith both stream over on their YouTube page. Uh, for us, Wes, are we doing Peacemaker next week? We are doing Peacemaker, and I cannot wait. I have thoroughly enjoyed this show. Yeah, this has been a quality, quality show. So, you know, great sign for DC uh, going forward and everything. But we'll save all those takes for next week week um until then yes unlike this week same bad time same bad place